The title of this class is Produce of Eretz Yisrael, Part 2, Arla and the Netaravai. This class is sponsored in memory of Meishrer, Reb David ben Abisrael, Allah v'shalem, Meiz Neshama, Hav and Aliyah. This class is solely intended for educational purposes. It does not in any way replace a Rav. Any questions regarding your Kashra standards should be discussed with your personal Rav. Last class we discussed in detail regarding produce coming from Eretz Yisrael and the requirement of removing Meiser, Meiser and Truma and how to deal with produce that came outside of Eretz Yisrael and whether one needs to separate Meiser and Truma and how to separate Meiser and Truma when needed. This week we'll be focusing on Arla and later in the class Netaravai. One could have separated all the Meisers and the Trumas that have to be separated, and still the produce is totally forbidden to be consumed, and it's actually Asr Bahana, it's Asr to have any sort of benefit from it whatsoever, and that is because this produce is Arla. What's Arla? Arla is any produce that grows during the first three years of a tree since its planting. It does not have to be specifically a young tree that has just been planted, can be a very old tree that has been replanted. And when it was replanted, it didn't have enough, a significant amount of soil from the previous planting still connected to it, enough soil that would be able to make it live a significant amount, a significant amount of time just on that soil. And because it doesn't have that amount of soil, it's considered uprooted. And when you plant it again, it starts a new planting and you have to wait three years as well for such a tree. So it really does not have to do anything with the age of the tree, rather with the planting. And a tree can go through many Arla cycles in its life if it keeps being replanted. But any of these fruits grown during the first three years of a tree's planting are totally forbidden. They're Asr, the Asr Ba'chila, you're not allowed to eat it. The Asr Ba'no, you're not allowed to have any benefit from it at all whatsoever. Now the question is, what kind of trees are included in this? So all trees that bear produce are included in this. But the real question is, what's considered a tree? So in halacha, what's considered a tree is something that continues growing from year to year and does not die out annually. There are things that die out, die every year and then they grow again. And some things that continue, the same tree grows from season to season. Yes, the leaves may fall off and die, but the tree itself grows from year to year and continues growing. So whatever dies every year and regrows, that's considered a plant and is not subject to the idea of Arla. And whatever grows from year to year is considered a tree in Halacha and is subject to the laws of Arla. Now this technically may not look like a tree. It may be something like a grapevine which doesn't look like a tree, it looks like a plant, but since it doesn't die, it, it stays from year to year, a grapevine is a tree. It may be a small bush, like a blueberry bush, but since it's a bush that grows from year to year and doesn't die, it's considered 100% a tree. In addition, it may not just be fruits. Sometimes people say that our is for fruits, but as we know, all nuts, except for peanuts, grow on trees. So nuts would also be included in the Isra, in the Prohibition, of Arla, some things that we may not call fruits, even though they, some may call them fruits, like avocados, 
which grow on a tree, would be subject to Arla. And then there would be many things that we do call fruits, which are not subject to Arla. Things like raspberries and strawberries, or pineapples, watermelons, melons, and so on and so forth. These are all things that are plants. So to just say fruits would fall under the prohibition of Arla, under the prohibition of Arla would be a mistake. So it's anything that grows on a tree, which is considered halakhically a tree. In contrast to what we spoke about in last year, in last class, which regarding Truma Meiser was only relevant to things which grew in Eretz Yisrael, when it comes to Arla, Arla applies both for things that grew in Eretz Yisrael and both for things that grew outside of Eretz Yisrael. And also another difference between Arla and Truma Meiser, Truma Meiser only applies to produce that was owned by a Jew and grew under a Jew's jurisdiction and ownership, but Arla applies both to Jews and non-Jews. So basically all produce in the world, whether owned by a Jew or by a non-Jew, if it grows during the first three years of a tree's planting, it is forbidden to eat it and to have any benefit. However, there is a difference between Eretz Yisrael and outside Eretz Yisrael. Because when the Torah commands us to keep Arla, it explicitly only speaks about the fruits growing in Eretz Yisrael. It says when you arrive to the land of Eretz Yisrael, and then it mentions the whole idea of Arla. However, the source that Arla is forbidden also anywhere outside Eretz Yisrael is It's a law that's passed down from generation to generation, all the way, tracing back all the way to Moshe Rabbeinu, which he learned at Har Sinai directly from Hashem. And although generally, when it comes to Halach Sinai, we treat it with the same stringency as a law from the Torah itself, as a Deiraisa, and in the case of doubt, we would be strict. There's an exception to the rule. When it comes to Arla, a doubt, when it comes to uh, Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael, we are lenient. But when it comes to Arla inside Eretz Yisrael, obviously since it is a Deiraisa, it's a, something written clearly in the Torah, if one has a doubt whether a fruit is, or whether a produce is, Arla in Eretz Yisrael, it's forbidden to eat. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, any doubt that you have, the, we could be lenient, and it is permissible for one to eat it. Practically speaking, therefore, one can go into any store outside of Eretz Yisrael and buy any fruits without any worry or concerns. Unless one knows 100% for sure that this is Arla, they don't have to avoid it. Even if it could be a very simple phone call to call someone and to make some investigation and find out, one does not even have to do that. Just a small doubt already is considered enough of a doubt, and one can eat the arla, the doubtful possible arla, when it was grown outside Eretz Yisrael. However, arla within Eretz Yisrael, that was grown within Eretz Yisrael, even if it was exported to outside of Israel, it's still called Suffolk arla, there is the Chumrah. In such a case, we have a doubt, you have to be strict, and we're not allowed to eat it. So if one does find produce from Eretz Yisrael inside, outside, sorry, outside of Israel, in Chutzlaretz, then in such a case, one is not allowed to eat it if there is a doubt whether this fruit could have, or this produce could have grown during the first three years of the tree's planting. Another practical application of Arla outside of Eretz Yisrael is if one decides to plant their own trees in their backyard or anywhere, and then in such a case, you could know 100%, you know 100% when it was planted, then you are obligated to keep Arla and there are many details in halachas connected to Arla. And if one replants a tree or bought a tree from a, 
a nursery and replants it, they would have to calculate how much earth was still connected to the roots and find out in a, to a certain extent how old the tree is. And there are many, many halachas connected to growing your own trees in Arla, which is beyond the scope of this class, but just important to know that Arla would apply as well if you are growing the tree and you know the age of the tree and you know when it was planted and replanted. There are some produce, various produce that is discussed amongst Poiskim if they are considered uh, growing on a tree or not. One of them was a discussion over 500 years ago by the Rabbanim Tzfas. There was a big question whether eggplants are considered arla or not. Is the tree of an eggplant considered a tree? Eggplants grow on a type of tree. And the question came to the Rabbanim. The final decision was that the way it works with eggplants is the first of all, it grows extremely quickly. Within a few months from when it starts growing, it already, it already bears produce. And after one, one cuts off the first, first season of produce, the second season is, diminishes in quality and is a little weaker. And once the second season is cut, the third one is even poorer in quality. And it basically, almost after a few more seasons, it's finished and it basically dies out. Based on this characteristic, the Rabbanim Tzfas then paskind that since it grows so quickly, right away, that's already considered not normal for trees, it needs a minimal amount of time to, to bear produce. And because each time the produce is cut, it gets weaker and weaker and diminishes in its quality. Because of these factors, it was decided that eggplant is a plant, growing on a plant, not on a tree, and it's not subject to the laws of Arla. Another discussion which was discussed later on in Paiskim was regarding papaya. That papaya, first of all, it has interesting characteristics that, similar to the eggplant, it grows pretty quickly. Within 8 to 10 months, it already has, the beer is already its first batch of fruits, as well as the tree does get weaker with each batch of fruits that is harvested from it. In addition, papaya has an interesting trunk, which the trunk is hollow. We sent some pictures together with the class, but one can see that. As well as the tree deteriorates pretty quickly with uh, with a few, within a Five, six years, it barely barely uh, does any more fruits. And as well, an interesting characteristic of the papaya is that the fruits grow directly out of the trunk, which is not something usual. Usually fruits grow on, on the branches of a tree. So because of all these characteristics, some place can want to say that a papaya is not considered a tree and therefore is not subject to the laws of Arla. Other place can disagree and say still there's a very strong possibility that papaya could be considered a fruit, and uh, the generally accepted opinion is that in Eretz Yisrael, since Suffolk Arla is uh, is an issue and is a doubt, it's an issue, it's better for one to not eat papaya and to avoid it, which that does in a way, some way cause an issue, because more than 80% of papaya produce out there grows within the first three years. So that means one's limited to about 20% only of the produce out there being allowed. So that's something one has to be careful if there's ever papaya or dried papaya being exported to chutzlar, it's one has to make sure it's with a reliable mahadun ashgacha that made sure that there's no issue of arla. However, 
in Chutz Laaretz, since we're Chutz Laaretz, Suffolk, Arla is Lakula, we're lenient when there's a doubt when it comes to Arla. So since there's a doubt within Paiskim, what's the, the halacha regarding a tree of papaya? One could be lenient in Chutz Laaretz and eat papaya right away, even within the first three years, and not to withhold from it. Another produce which is discussed in Paiskim, which is a, considered a Suffolk Arla, there's a, a pepper called Shata pepper in Hebrew. It's a type of Mexican chili. It's discussed in Paiskim that the tree it grows on is could be possibly considered a tree, and therefore it is a Suffolk Arla, and one should avoid it if it was grown in Eretz Yisrael. Obviously, for one living in Eretz Yisrael, they should only buy produce that do have a concern of Arla in stores that have a Mahadran Ashgacha. For those living outside of Eretz Yisrael, we have to look out for produce which could possibly be Arla, which have a concern of Arla. And if they're coming from Eretz Yisrael, one should not eat them unless they're able to verify 100% with a reliable Ashgacha that there's no issue of Arla whatsoever. An interesting fruit which many times is found outside of Eretz Yisrael, which could have an issue of Arla, is a pomegranate. The way a pomegranate work, tree works is that with time as it grows, there are random shoots which start to sprout from it. In English, it's, in Hebrew, it's called netzarim. And these shoots can sprout out from the trunk of the tree, from the trunk of the tree under the ground, from the roots under the ground. And the halacha is, if these shoots sprout out from the trunk of the tree over the ground, it's considered an extension of the tree and gets the halachic status of the tree in age. If it grows from part of the tree that's under the ground, it's considered a new plant and that Arla starts, you have to start counting Arla from when it starts growing. And similarly, if it grows from one of the roots, which is under the ground, it's considered as well a new plant. Although for Arla, it's a new plant. Nevertheless, since it's growing from a strong tree, it can bear fruits really quickly. And within less than two years, these shoots of pomegranates can start growing full-fledged pomegranates. And therefore, that's the struggle when it comes to Arla and pomegranates. And when the pomegranates under reliable Ashgacha, the Mashgiach keeps looking out for these shoots and seeing if they're on top of the ground, if they're under the ground, and if they're coming from under the ground, they have to label them and keep track of them and realize that there could be an issue of Arla of, that comes from these pomegranates. And therefore, pomegranates coming from Eretz Yisrael that can be found in the market has to be looked out for and be careful. Attached with the shear, there are lists of fruits that there's no concern of Arla whatsoever, fruits that do have a concern of Arla, and based on that, one should act accordingly. Obviously, it's important to note that the lists can change with time, and especially with technology, when they're figuring out how to grow trees quicker and faster, that uh, with time could be things will change more and there will be more fruits to have a concern of Arla. After the three years of Arla have passed, any produce which grows during the fourth year of a tree's planting is considered netta revai, which means planting of the fourth year. And in such a case, the, the Torah tells us that the produce of that year gets a special kedusha. that when in the times of the Beis HaMikdash was around, the produce can only be eaten in Yerushalayim. Today that the basic English is not around, that produce cannot be eaten even inside Yerushalayim. Rather, the holiness of that produce has to be transferred onto a coin, which is worth a pruta. And then a special redemption is made, and that coin has to be destroyed the same way that we spoke in detail, the redemption of Meiser Sheni in last class, 
the same thing would apply for a netaravai. When it comes to outside Eretz Yisrael, someone growing their own produce, netaravai, according to most Pesachim, only applies to grapevines and nothing else. Therefore, one would not have to be concerned with netaravai by other trees outside of Eretz Yisrael, except for grapes.